You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 10, episode 49. I'm John, I'm your host for tonight, and joined by Scott from the Fitty Blog Net. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, you? Good. Hi. I'm just wondering whether I should still give you that title or just call you regular, because well, effectively be, there yeah, we are, it's... though. You had a wee break over Christmas for the, the winter break. Uh, you were running to seem to get a winter break. Uh, Footballers uh, never, but you did. I, I still had my winter break, yeah. Uh, but... Bye. Dubai. <laughs> I wish it was Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the tweet from Sparta at Moscow? <laughs> they were on to Dubai. They were in Dubai, like, any, any advice, Celtic? <laughs> okay. uh, I, see, I seen somebody mention that the, when they said they were on to Dubai, uh, somebody said there was, there's this, the Russian Celtic away to Dubai. So it's clearly uh, the place to go. Aye, aye. I'd said when Andy was on the week he was on, I was like, aye, it's for like basically like Celtic and uh, influencers from Love Island, and he was like, he didn't even know what I was talking about, which was, and he's he's a young lad as well. He seems young. He's almost there in a way, but aye, he wasn't quite sure what I was talking about. But yeah, um, I think he's from up north, and do they still get the tele? Have they got the tele up there yet? I think just I think just get dial up broadband <laughs> now. Just catching up. Um, so yeah. We've decided to go for a bit of nostalgia again this week, though also maybe it might come into you a bit of modern times as well. Um, after last week, we had a bit of fun with Daniel uh, talking about what we love about football now and also in the past as well, but more a, a nostalgia uh, trip, which everyone loves. Um, I've got my retro Scotland top on, no everyone can see it. As you pointed out last week, we keep on saying these things, no one can see it, but just believe it. You do you you do look good, and I've just got this crappy old t-shirt that's uh, not a, nothing to do with football. So I I have like the side down. Yeah, the old nineteen eighty six top. So I it's good, but tight down the waist, mind you. I think they must make them must make these tops tight now. I think uh, nothing to do with indulging or overindulging in the festivities. Mm-hmm. Hence why I'll ask you about what you're drinking tonight. Um, so uh, I had some Jack Daniels. Uh, Apple Jack Daniels, it's kicking about the cupboard, so I've got that with some ginger ale. Nice, good. I've not tried the apple one actually. I'm partial to the honey one, I quite like the honey one actually more so than the, the normal one nowadays. I prefer rather than the uh, Jack Daniels or uh, Jim Bean, get a proper brandy, eh, not proper brandy, a rum, proper rum, honey in the, in the rum. Uh, and that's really nice. That's you get all the honey flavour from the inside the rum. It's perfect. Yeah, no, I I drink rum more than I than I do uh, Jack Daniels. Now my mate, um, he was talking about rum with pineapple through it, saying it was quite nice. Right, nice. Um, yeah. So one try out, but what I ended up doing is I got a rum recently and actually had I think it was some kind of pineapple soda type thing with it, and it was pretty good. So I can see why you'd be be keen on it. Uh, but tonight I I've got a plain old diluting juice and a, a wee can of Fanta as a chaser. A lemon Fanta though, so uh, not not your normal orange Fanta. Um, I was tempted by a beer, but stuff. I was tempted by a beer, but I thought no, I'm trying to be good. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, so yeah, the, the the topic of conversation this week 
we, we were trying to decide what to go for and we've decided to go for sits aside football so you might wonder why well this time of year actually and actually probably about this weekend the tenant sits used to be on so they ran for about 10 years back in the, the kind of mid 80s to mid 90s I remember watching it I can't say I've got massive memories in terms of who won in different things like that but I do remember watching it and it being quite specialised a bit like if you you're into your rugby and you're, you've got your 15 normal game and then you've got your sevens the seven aside game it'll be players quite sometimes you never heard of but they're quick they've got the skill set for that um, they do have the skill set for 15s same as maybe cricket now you've got your cricket and you've got your 2020 you've got your one day internationals and your test matches again different players usually come in maybe you try out in that first year you get on and then maybe get into the test side but I, the tenant sixties was a, was a joy to behold. I remember watching from home. Are you you're old enough to remember watching it, or did it worse? No, I, I remember uh, watching the kind of last few years of it, and I was enthralled as a kid. Uh, especially the carpet, the carpet kind of uh, sticks in my head more than anything else. I think that was a, a character in itself. Aye, maybe a Levy should use that. Livingston should maybe get that for the, the pitch. Um, yeah, the less said about Levy's pitch this season, the better. Um, I don't mind. I'm actually not bothered by artificial pitches in terms of I can see the use for it, community based uh, wise for clubs. Um, it gets kids in playing at these kind of stadiums, I think, quite nice, and it gets money generated into clubs, um, which I can't argue with. But uh, it becomes um, hard to kind of argue the point when games start getting called off because of the weather. <laughs> when that's the whole point of them is to kind of stop that. So yeah, but the, the ten and sixes, yeah, and it was it was always it was, it was always kind of strange kind of format in terms of it wouldn't be necessarily the best players playing. Yeah. Um, maybe kind of players coming back from injury, young youngsters as well. But it was such a, a kind of unique format that I think it always just caught my attention whenever it was on. Aye, because when you're a wee guy, like you probably wouldn't get even close to kind of doing that because you didn't really, you played outside, you played at the park, that's all you did. So you played at the park, home from school, played at the park, go for dinner, back to the park. Indoor sports centres and all that, it was not a thing. You didn't go and play inside. Um, maybe until you're older, maybe kind of secondary school, academy kind of stuff, but... I played, magic. I played so I played indoor as a primary school kid at my first club. Um but it was basically a gym hall. Do you know what I mean? Like an Aye. old an old school gym hall. Um where they obviously used for uh kick the canteen at lunchtime as well. Um but nothing to, to the extent that they've got just now, um the kids have now, which is just fantastic in Scotland's probably always kinda of needed that. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> later on, I, I used to play at Tory, the pitches at Tory Glen. Yep. And that's like space age stuff compared to the stuff that I played on indoor eh, when I, I was a child. But it was mainly, you know, ash pitches and, as you say, the park. Was, so, and you saw it indoors. It just, there was just a total different atmosphere and a total different spectacle to it when you're watching it on the telly. Just even things like as well, like, and you really thought of it, but you can do outside anyway, but. Playing one twos off the wall. You didn't even. Yeah. You actually, it was sits aside, but you had you had you felt like you had extra players because you were playing one twos off that, or you were just hitting and hoping that the ball would bounce off the back. 
and people remember, get distracted and then you get in for the rebound. And I remember playing sixes later on when they start became a thing when you had goals and power leagues yep, and all the yep. rest of it. And as a footballer, that's what I used to do was use that as a, an extra player. And, you know, there'd be a player at the opposite end of the pitch. Like I would be on the left-hand side and they would be on the right-hand side. And sometimes I would just ping it off the board and try, try and use the board as the kind of the conduit to where I wanted the ball to go. And sometimes it worked absolutely amazing and sometimes it totally didn't. But uh, so it, it, it does sharpen different tools for a footballer. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that would have been great for those in the 80s and 90s to have that kind of, um, you know, that kind of resource available to them. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things I think the people that remember it want to bring it back. Yeah, I don't think clubs in a million years would, and I don't think uh, I don't think players would probably like it. But as a spectacle, I think fans would absolutely love it. Oh, I. Um, get in at the hydro, a few beers, watching it. Do you think we'd get away with it because it's it's not like proper football. As such. Yeah, because you can drink at the hydro, can't you? Aye, so there we so, go. We could, we could get we've got a license. Um, yeah. I know they do the, the kind of legends, I think is more than yeah. what they do nowadays and stuff. But did they not also do it in the Bundesliga at the same kind of time? Was it not during their winter break? I'm, I'm, I'm remembering. Well, you, you, you're, you've been going away and looking at extra stuff, don't you? Try and kid on all no, no, the Bundesliga when you were, when you were 10 years did, old or something like that. Do you know why it kind of sticks in my head? Because I spoke, so my dad worked uh, as a cameraman for Scott Sport for a while. And I was in STV building, and I remember talking about it with Jim White, who knew nothing about it either, which I always thought a bit strange, because he was a... Uh... Well, no, that's strange. Don't, 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 don't really that strange. It, don't, felt, don't it felt strange. It, sorry, it felt strange at the time as a kid, because I didn't realise that he didn't actually know anything about football, um, or to that extent, anyway. Aye. I mean, certainly in terms of thinking about players, and you say, like, we both of us are going to mention it was kind of different kind of players. The one that sticks out for me when I'm thinking about Aberdeen was like someone like Paul Wright. Didn't particularly have like, a great career in the traditional game, but any time there was a tournament, he was playing in it. Um, so he, he'd be someone certainly I remember, but it was a lot of your kind of younger guys. Um, I, I remember as well, well, not remember, but still to this day, I think Hearts are still trying to claim those major trophies, the ones that they won. To try and get a wee heads up in Aberdeen for trophies and stuff like that. Um, so I try to get a couple of stars for Lieutenant Cities uh, ones. But aye, interesting. Uh, they could maybe bring it back in a Colts point of view, like maybe a reserve thing or a, a youth kind of set up. Yeah. Um, it would still give it a, a bit of interest, I would think. So basically, you could do it as it was almost with you know players from the under 23s or the under-21s from clubs, plus maybe two or three legends in the squad as well. So you'd have a Lee McCulloch, if you're Rangers, for instance, Lee McCulloch, Barry Ferguson. People have just quite kind of retired. Uh, you know, your Russell Anderson's at Aberdeen and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's maybe something that they could do. Yeah, maybe not the likes of your Terry Horlocks. I don't think Terry Horlock <laughs> would be a good uh, sitter player. You'd be down to five men uh, right. pretty quickly. Both teams would have about two men if you just went around kicking everybody. Aye. Aye, it was good times. But it was very different. But even then, looking back, though, like, see, traditionally, I thought, aye, it was like completely different players in terms of maybe more skillful players and all that type of thing. And then I looked back and Alex McLeish was playing and stuff like that. I suppose, though, out of the centre backs, 
maybe at the time he was the one more likely to play. Um, but yeah, we bit different there. But yeah, you think all the players that could have played from when it's quit to now, and we'll come on to that um, later on because I'm going to talk about Scotland first of all, and what we think would make a good Scotland sits aside type team from our lifetimes. Um, reasons why as well because. Aye, the, the way I see it is it's different, you need a good touch and you need, need to be a bit versatile as well um, with that as well so and you didn't get formation, Julie I, I spoke to my boy, I said oh aye, sits aside, and he goes, I've got a formation in mind, I was like, what? Do you mean you've got a formation in mind? Sits aside here I've got, I've got not, it's probably what kind of tactical ways of playing it with from the informations, but it's kind of goalkeeper, two defenders, and a central midfielder, a kind of attacking midfielder, and a forward was my kind of thinking. Yeah, and just use the boards as width. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you just would. I don't think you would need a winger. I, I think it's lost in that kind of environment, to be honest. Um, so, in terms of the team that I'll be picking, it will be from eighty-six onwards. Uh, up till present day, what about yourself? Uh, 90 onwards. 90 onwards, right, so not too much of a difference then. Um, and then I've got a few um, teams as well from other folk, either friends of the podcast or maybe other guys or sometimes on the podcast. So it'll be interesting to see where, where we all go with us anyway. Um, goalkeeper, in terms of goalkeeper, the reactions I've had from other folk, there's been a choice of two. And it's a choice of two that you would get for probably our best Scotland eleven from eighty six ninety onwards. So I don't know in terms of your goalkeeper whether you've gone for one of those two or you've gone for someone different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who use that. Who these people? Well, the general general debate would the, be if you're looking team? at a Scotland team from maybe eighty six onwards and you'd pick a best keeper, it would probably be Andy Gorham or Jim Light. And I think when we had, I think we we had a, a best Scotland at some point, and that was the the two that we we kind of narrowed it down to. Now, I don't think there's any debate between those two. So I had it between David Marshall and one of those two, but not the other one. I would but, imagine you've not gone for Leighton. Yeah, you've, you're correct. Aye, and it's not, it's not the. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jim Leighton appreciated more his Scotland caps than Andy Gorham, perhaps. But as just on goalkeeping, um, and probably within this kind of format as well, you're going to have to get down, you're going to have to be quick, you're going to have to be distribution and stuff. That's why I went with Gorham over, over Marshall. Um, but yeah. I just never, I never fancied Leighton. Always, you know, I'm a Rangers fan growing up, so that had a lot to do with it. But even when I think of Scotland performances, I think you know Scotland versus Holland, Euro Euro '96, and Andy Gorham got as a point, and John Collins with his goalkeeping skills as well. Uh, but you know, I mean. In, and then I compare that to Jim Leighton in Morocco against Morocco, and it's just night and day. Oh, you're remembering one game there, though, which is unfair. Um, I mean, I'm, obviously, as everyone knows, no, but... I'm, an Aber- I'm an Aberdeen fan, 
But for my goalkeeper, I would pick Andy Gorham because I feel in sits aside, five aside, seven aside, whatever it was, you're constantly getting the ball, getting hit at you. You want someone agile, quick. Andy Gorham just loved saving shots. I mean, even Rangers fan, not Rangers fans, really Celtic fans, they would begrudgingly say Andy Gorham was terrific. Brought the hearts. I mean, Tommy Burns. Yeah, he said it. He said it. It broke my heart and all that type of thing. Saves like from in normal football, but just terrific, agile. It gets a, it gets across his goal. You know, you think that save from Pierre Van Hoydonk. That's the kind of reflexes. That's the kind of save you'll need at a six aside tournament. You need somebody who can go from one part of his goal to the other part extremely quickly and yep. be able to fly through the air. Um, it, it, I just always felt, you know, during the 90s, Scotland were better with their Andy Gorham than Jim Leighton. And, you know, I actually don't have any issues with Jim Leighton at all. I've got more issues with Craig Brown, but I think France 98 was just, I still can't understand why you went with one over the other unless Andy Gorham would totally wasn't in the right frame of mind. Um, oh, yeah, maybe I said he didn't want to be number two or something like that. I'm sure he would have, but I, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't understand why you wouldn't have him number one at that particular tournament. Yeah, I mean, even when like, I was like, getting teams from club point of view as well, and both the Rangers fans that I asked went for Gorham. Um, and that's when you consider they could, you could have the likes of Stephen Claus who I think would make a decent sense as a keeper. McGregor, as well, I think would be all right. Um, though, again, I think maybe like Harlock, you saying earlier about maybe sending off, I think McGregor would be too keen to come off his line and just take someone out. Um, aye. But one of the sponsors from Lee, good friend of mine, Lee, he was like, if anyone doesn't pick Gorham, they're a bam pot. That sums up for me as well. Actually, he said it a wee bit different. He said it in the way I used to say it. Like, I'm a reformed character now. I don't drop F bombs, but that's what he said. So, and I think that's fair enough. Yeah. So, Gorham, um, even if we we're packing a combined one, we'd be going for that. In terms of other responses I had from a Scotland point of view, as I said, there was the occasional one that had lighting um, and others. So, let's see. Good John, the other John, he went for Gorham as well. So, with that. We had Callum from CFB. He's gone for McGregor. I don't know if that's whether because he's maybe a bit too young. I was going to say, I think he, he might be. Maybe he's a bit younger. Yeah. I, can, I can get McGregor. Um, but McGregor did kind of save his best for Rangers, I think. Yeah. Um, whereas Gorham, I still you know, I kept the clean sheet against Italy in uh, 93, I think it was. Um, I was at that game talk about that later um, and you know that Holland game against England he, he had a couple of good saves as well so um, it was that clean sheet against um, Switzerland so I, um, Grant from Campbell's football he went for McGregor his reasons were consistency prowess and banter and I probably need a bit of banter yeah. in the old sits aside I would think but I would argue, and maybe Grant is a, 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 I don't know what age Grant is either, but I would argue for Banter. I think he looks older than he is. <laughs> oh, more like a young Grant. More like a young. 
I think banter wise, Gorham wins that one hands down as well. Um, well, here's an example I was saying earlier about even uh, Celtic fans would be grudging what you say about Gorham. Chris um, has gone for Andy Gorham again. Hated when we had to play against him, but terrific keeper. So, aye, the general consensus has Gorham um, as the choice. I'm trying to think who else picked. Oh, I'm a mate who's picked a modern team as well, which I'll come on to later on. In goals, though, he went for he. It was him for Leighton. Maybe he was the only one that went for Leighton. He was like very loyal, and as a wee guy, I thought he was unbeatable. And he said, hopefully, he can pick up back passes in in this team because it's kicking sucked. Now, if you remember back in the day in uh, ten sixes, they used to just waste time by like just knocking it back to the keeper. Yeah, the pass back rule had to come into play, yeah, and, and that was it. Just I would imagine our version pass backs would be banned. Well, we want to see. We're going to bring this. If we're going to bring this back, it's our rules. Like yeah, to be so fair, I, I don't think pass back would be a, a rule I'd bring back. Um, so no. I think that was a, a very, very much a, a time wasting issue. Yeah. Right. So, um, so your team, my team. The people who, who know about football, they've gone for Gorham, so that, that's, that's a good thing. That's so if we're, if we're going to end up having a team, a combined team, which we might try, um, along with our own individual teams, he's a, he's a man, he's a number one, or 13, or whatever number you want to give him. <laughs> um, so much as I was saying, maybe no about formations, I suppose you, you kind of will have someone, maybe a, a defender, someone in there. Now, my thinking would be, you want someone versatile, someone that's good with their feet, maybe they've played in our position before in their career, they've started out somewhere different, I have gone for the one and only. Oh, have I gone for him? I'm, I'm so, torn so, slightly, and so that's it because. You, the, so that's have, because you, have you only gone for one defender? Potentially. Aye. <laughs> uh, well, I could maybe go for two, but one could be a defender midfielder. If I was thinking about one, if I was going for one defender, I would have to go for Christian Daly. Right, okay. Because Christian Daly started as a striker up front for Dundee United. Yeah. He, he was pretty decent as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Sushant Daly. He also, also played defensive midfielder, so he's definitely he as well. He's yep. um, decent with the ball. So I would think he could be a good shout. Now, my boy, he's picked a Scotland team as well from his era, which is obviously going to be a lot different from ours because he's a lot younger. But before so who did he, pick he was talking team? about someone, he did say to me, oh, he, he actually said it for a different team, but he did mention Charlie McGrew. Now, Charlie McGrew as a six-a-side player, would probably be really good. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see reasoning behind Charlie Mulgrew. So, I, he wouldn't have been your best Scotland eleven, but as a six-a-side player, he's got a good mm. shot on him. Centre-back, he's played left-back, he's played midfield, probably even played left-mid. So, you could see him being a, a possibility, but I'm yeah. definitely, Daly's definitely one of my players, right. midfield players. So I've gone for two defenders, two midfielders, but one of the midfielders is a kind of attack midfielder and a forward, right? So that's my kind of tactics. Yeah, don't tell me you're playing a number ten in a in a six side team. Uh, it have to be a number five, isn't it? It's not number ten. Probably an eight and a half. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I've gone for Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry in a six side team. Yeah, right. See, this is this is where you're this is where you're you're oh. gonna lose this is where you're gonna lose, right? Because you're thinking too much of going attacking. 
you always need to have that one person who always sits there back, no matter what. Oh, I don't worry. Daly's going to... Daly's fine Daly's staying back. Maybe I've, got someone in, maybe I've got someone in midfield that'll cover when Daly goes for a wee surgeon run. You've not right. thought about that. Well, I have, because I've got two defenders. Oh, you anyway. probably, you, Right. Bloody park the bus sets aside football here. <laughs> no park the bus. Right? Is this Walter Smith the manager? This is this right. So let, let me finish. Colin Henry will stay back. Right, there's no two 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 two, no two ways about it. Don't you can't tell me you don't like playing five, six aside, seven aside football, and don't love a person who will always give you that last ditch tackle. I've got someone. In, I've got some. I've got someone somewhere else that will do that. But there's no, no, but there's nobody better in a Scotland jersey for a last ditch tackle than Colin Henry. There's height there, so are we playing headers? Such a side ball in the deck. Oh my goodness! This is Scotland. Sacra we're blue. About. We're talking heading from football when you're wanting headers in this. Such a side tournament. <laughs> I want everything. I want blood. I want guts. I want everything. That's why Colin Henry's there. I've no said does not no go any blood, but oh, you know. Uh, but you're, listen, you're wanting lunging tackles, you're wanting smashes, you're this, smashing people off. I'm the ball in the air. Smash, smashing the ball. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know if we were or we weren't. Oh, come on. But if you're a watch where a folk are playing long ball, it's, it's a side. Oh, <laughs> Glenn, where you play. Oh, yeah, come on. Well, that was some of the side. So, anyway, <laughs> even if you're not allowed, allowed headers, he's still in there for his tackling and his discipline just to stay back and just smash people. And then You've got to have a him, baller beside him. Who's your player beside so him? So in beside him would be Kieran Tierney. Right, I, I can so give you... Got, so here you've got an engine who'll go up and down, doesn't need to just sit back. You've got a left footer. Yep. You've got somebody who can strike the ball from distance. Yes. So you've, you've then got somebody who gives you a spine if you if your team is not the best team and they're playing against a, a very attacking team you yep. took defenders there but he can also then create by going forward no it's fair enough fair enough and okay, a tier um, I think that's fair enough so in terms of other ones that we've got defensively mind people so let's see good John he, he's gone for a couple of defenders as well but He's going for Richard Goff. Yeah, um, Richard Goff. You can understand because yeah. much as he was centre back by he played right back, played right back guy for Scotland as well at yeah. times. Good getting forward. He's obviously thinking as well like you. I mean, we could have Colin Hendry and Richard Goff here. Probably playing long balls at set pieces. But I, I can understand Goff because I again pretty decent in the ball uh, actually. So I. I know, I know Colin Hendry did play for Rangers, but I didn't want to go too Rangers heavy. He wasn't like a Rangers hero. Oh, I know. So that's why, that's why I, got, got, I did think about golf, but I didn't want to go too Rangers heavy. You've so. just put Tierney in just to, just to get a win. Aye. Uh, but he's going for Tierney as well, left-sided version. So he's basically saying golf and Tierney are going to cover the back uh, with that in terms of defensively type. Yeah, uh, I get that. Other ones? Aye, so Callum, he's a bit like myself. He's just going Tierney. One defender. I'm still in two minds whether I'm going one or two, but Tierney, he's not given a reason. He's just said Tierney. So and to fine. be fair, if Callum, if Callum is indeed oh, young... he has given a reason, sorry. Tenacity and forward thinking. Yeah, that's... Which is fair enough. Which is why I've got him in the team as well. Uh, and if Callum, if Callum is a wee bit younger, then Scotland haven't had a great defence in the last decade or so. So oh, I can understand why you would maybe have... 
too many defenders. Yeah. Um, Grant, he has gone for... He, he's solving the problem. He's just put, he's put Robertson and Tierney both in. He's going right. They can both play. I don't know if that worked in a both play left side, but we're still going to have this problem here. <laughs> uh, he's just bringing but, that problem into the sixes. And he's put, he's not even like separated them. So the reasons for Robertson and Tierney are enthusiasm, enthusiasm, energy, and dynamism, which is fair enough. Aye, they both give you that. Um, in terms of other views, Chris, he has gone for Alec McLeish. Um, yeah. His reasoning, great defender, and I'm struggling to remember any better in my life. So, yeah, aye, that's fair enough. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. these meaning from a Scotland point of view. Yes, yes, yes. that, but yeah, aye. I suppose if Alex Smithy shots, I did start his career as a midfielder in his younger days. So, yeah, aye. always, always decent on the ball. Um, you know, he pushed Alan Hansen out the team, so he, he could. Uh, try to see what other names that maybe folk came up with. My mate, Stuart, Martin Fanning, Willie Miller, great leader, decent passer, available to cover for the ref if the ref gets injured. <laughs> so, hi. Uh, fair enough there. I'm trying to think who else we had. Uh, he was just an Aberdeen one. The boy, I like some lad. He has picked, and I'll go back to keeper, he went for McGregor. Um, showstopper, vocal, good reading the game. Yep. Um, and yeah, he he's just gone for one at the back. He's got a formation. He told me straight away, yeah. one three one. That's in my formation. Tierney, right. versatile, a leader, good with the ball. His feet can go forward. So I. But if you're uh, playing, but if you're playing one three one, are you wanting your defender going forward? You maybe have guys in the midfield that can cover. <laughs> You've got to take a turn, look after each other. I mean, who knows? Like if you're playing at Tory Glen. They're taking tons in goal. Maybe Tierney will even go in goal at one point. <laughs> McGregor will come out for a wee shot at centre-back. Uh, so yeah, he just went one in the back. I think that's all the kind of sort of one. So the general consensus with a lot of folk, Tierney, Tierney's, Tierney's yeah. in the team. Tierney's in the team. team. Yeah. Uh, so so, so it's him and Gorham in the combined team at the moment. Tierney and he'll be at the number 67 jersey. But that. Um, and then we just we'll see we'll come back and decide whether we're going to end up if it's going to be a two at the back situation or what it's going to be however I, I don't I'm, I'm baffled here um, midfield what are you baffled about two at the back in sixes two at the back I want but, goals but, 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 one's, but one's a ball playing defender so he can go forward you're talking about having somebody that can come back into the midfield that's harder than stepping up into defence oh, from out of defence, of course it is. You need a wee rest. It's sitsies as well. It's stamina. You're up and down, up and down. You're up. puffed out. Right, let me get a yeah. shot in the back while I can get a wee cigarette. Because back in the 80s and 90s, they were all smoking, weren't they, as well? Um, so, midfield-type players. We might start with the, the audience this time. Well, Tierney might have uh, his bag of crisps and all that. This plastic bag for like Tesco bag, yeah. Right. All these bits and pieces in it. For the lads. Um yeah, we'll go with our boy first of all. He's gone for like so he's gone for three in midfield. Three in midfield, right. Um so he's gone for Ryan Christie, which aye, fair enough. Yeah. Good touch, creative, takes risks, drives the ball. Aye. Ryan Christie, if, if I was times. picking if I was picking one for the last five years, then yeah, I would probably have Ryan Christie in it. I can see why. Um you going for Darren Fletcher as well. A leader, a role model, controls the game, balanced player, and will help cover KT. So he's got the same thinking as Ilda. 
we'll get someone dropping back to cover. So I like that. I never, then, thought, but I never thought Dan Fletcher was really good at defensive midfield. It wasn't really... I thought he was. I thought it was his best position. I, I did not come in right. Not for Scotland. I, I would never play... I would, I would play McTominay as a centre-back, but I'd never have played... Uh, I would never have played Fletcher as a centre-back. Centre-backs are such a side. <laughs> and then but his last person in the middle is John McGinn, which... Again, if you're yeah. a kind of younger fan, you can understand. Flashes are brilliant, spots the box, works hard. Very good engine. Turns yeah. up in big games as well. So, aye. Um, I might just finish off his team, actually. Just finish it off with a guy that he's got up front, which would be interesting if anyone else had got him. But it was a good shout, actually. Stephen Naismith. A very Aggression. Good yeah. Finisher. Yeah. Straight into play against, and he'll bully players. Defend from... Defend from attack, yeah. Oh, aye, you'll love that. Defend from attack, aye. <laughs> so, I've no, no picked him, but so no, that's his team. I, so, actually, for a, a modern times team, so his would be probably from the last 10 years Alan McGregor and goal, Kieran Tierney, Ryan Christie, Darren Fletcher, John McGinn, and Stephen Naismith. Well, that's that's a good six as a team. Yeah, it's a good six as a team. They're going to lose because there's not enough defensive minded players, but aye, it's a good team. Oh, they'll win because they've got enough attacking players in it. <laughs> um, so if we look elsewhere, we will go. We'll go again. We'll go with Stuart, my mate. Uh, it's a modern fan. He, boy, who do you go for? The nineteen eighty six. So he's been very specific here. The nineteen eighty six World Cup version of Gordon Strachan. Um, okay. He's like, I'm not sure what happened in eighty six, but Strachan was immense. Uh, Uruguay tried to take him out after two minutes, which shows how influential he'd been. Um, and his other guy in midfield, he's got which is a pretty common one I've seen so far, and he's on my team as well, John Collins. Classy, professional, good touch, can hit it from distance. Uh, yeah, I did I did uh, debate putting Collins. He was very much in my mind. I didn't end up with him in the team, but I can definitely see why. Another left footer, um, as, as you said, very good with shots from distance. Um, nice pass to the ball, very very kind of continental outlook to his game which and that was before he went to Monaco um, yep. which I think why he ended up going to Monaco um, very intelligent but I've went with somebody else who I think just edges um, those kind of uh, those kind of attributes I, I, as I say I don't know if I would ever really go with a winger with six or sides um, it's it, it kind of Lacks a wee bit of balance. Um, uh, Collins was near up winger, but no, God tracking was, but uh, it was more a right side of the midfielder. Uh, well, I remember him more as a winger, as at Leeds and stuff. Uh, so, so that's why, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick tracking, but only because I wouldn't have my six or eight team like that. Seven aside team, seven aside team, yeah, but not maybe a, a six aside team. Oh, yeah. right, okay. Who's your, who's your, who's your two? Well, you've got two, haven't you? So I've got a centre midfielder, uh, and I've put Gary McAllister. Right, okay, yep, okay, yeah. So very, very good passing range. Um, absolutely fantastic shot on him. Um, I think, I, I honestly think Scotland fans didn't respect McAllister enough until they until he was gone. They didn't know what they had until he was gone. Um, very intelligent. As I say, 
with his shooting prowess and his passing, he, my centre forward would absolutely love playing with Gary McAllister. I know. I mean, I think we, I think probably Gary McAllister is one of those. We obviously know what happened in the the situation against England, but if most fans you were to ask in what Scotland in that era, era, they would say that McAllister quite often, probably up until that point as well, maybe not a hero as such, but he was certainly someone that really let Scotland down. The other name that I would mention and I would have picked if uh, I didn't have only had one defender, so say it was five sides, uh, uh, I would have picked um, Stuart McCall. He's my man, Stuart McCall. <laughs> he's going to cover for Christian Daly at times because we're all getting the ball in the air, so it's fine. He's a wee guy, tenacious, up and down all day, and he will definitely get the blood going. Yeah, in, in more I, ways than I, one. I, I, I could see, I could see. 100% why you'd have Stuart McCall on your team. Yeah, he'd give 100% every time. We'd cover every blade of grass, astroturf or carpet, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, as an Aberdeen fan, you're not allowed to really admit that you've ever liked Rangers players. However, he played for Scotland, but even when he was playing for Rangers, I always thought he was someone you would want on your team, regardless of what kind of football you were playing. He'd be, he must have been I reckon it, well, it'd be hard at that time to say he would be a first pick. But for Scotland, I think he was he was pretty high up in the, the reckoning in terms of yeah. Craig Brown, I would think, was picking his team. He would go, and I McCall's in there. He, he's someone I need to let the likes of your McAllister, your Collins in that play. Certainly by Euro 96, definitely 100%. And he proved that, I think, with his performances, I think, yeah, especially against uh, the Dutch. Um and again, that's you know a, a famous result as far as I'm concerned. Um, and he was superb. Just would Harry, Harry, everybody would get right in amongst the faces of the Dutch players, cover every blade of grass. Uh, he, he is good in the tackle. Yeah, um, good John with uh, McCall as well. His team was actually quite close to mine. Um, biting energy, he just went for it. He was, and then John Collins, creative force. Um, other guys mentioned in the midfield. So I've got I've got this one. From, oh, mind you, I've got this one from two people. One from a Scotland point of view. One from a Rangers point of view. I don't see him as a sit side player because he just plays the ball side to side. I'm only Barry Ferguson. Um, he was more than that, I know. But even like he, my mate that sports Rangers, he was like when I said, "Ah, oh, you can't pick him. He'll just pass it side to side." He did laugh because he was sometimes known in certain circles as Barry the Crab. It's it's a bit like Stephen Davis' role uh, at Rangers just now. Um, yeah, it, 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 six or games totally different. And while he did go a season where he scored twenty odd goals, that wasn't he didn't do that enough. He, you know, he, he wouldn't bust forward. He wasn't overly comfortable um, with shots inside the box and stuff like that. Um, and his creative passing, I wouldn't put on par with a McAllister or a Collins. Um, Probably as well with the guys he played with as well. He didn't have the option as much to go forward when you look at who he played with in yeah, Rangers yes. midfields so, and so Scotland would, midfields. So I wouldn't put him in. I've, I've, not, I've not put him in my Scotland and I've not put him in my Rangers. Um, and, I, and I'm a big Barry Ferguson fan. I think a lot of people dismiss actually how good he was, especially in his younger days under Dick Advocate. Yeah. But no, it, it wouldn't be a, a six-a-side game player uh, for me. Who else? I, um, 
Grant went for Ferguson as well. But again, I think it's maybe as younger when I think about it. Ah, he is quite young. He went for Ferguson. He said power, physicality, and leadership. Um, with that, who else did we have? My mate Stuart went for. Colin, oh, I did say I think Collins along with Strachan. Um, I'm trying to think who else gave a Scotland team. Paul McStay was a shout as well, which you can understand. He's someone, Paul McStay, and I've said this before in the podcast, I, I don't ever really remember seeing him play much. And I think that's just because I wasn't as many games on TV maybe back then, or I just didn't really watch Celtic games. Um, but he's I not, he's, he's, I don't know. I think Paul Weeks Day was a bit like Barry Ferguson in a sense that he probably dictated more than you actually saw or appreciated at the time, um, especially if you were younger. Um, probably the, the nuance of the game hadn't quite hit you by that point. Um, he's, uh, it, from what I remember, that song at the kind of end of his career, he was always a very tidy, kind of led by example kind of player. Yeah. Um, Known as a maestro, I mean, he, he, oh, yeah. he was a great player. It's just he wasn't someone that I. It, again, it as you say, you don't cut, you don't look for the players when you're young. You look for yeah. the flair players or, or whatever. Yeah. The and guys I, I, that, get you off the edge of your, your seat. If, and from what I remember, I, I, I wouldn't have put. Well, I, I wouldn't put him in a six aside team. I think he's more natural in an eleven aside game. Aye, that's okay. just that's just the way that the, the, as, you, as you say. There's there's players who were probably wouldn't get into the living side team but are absolutely ideal for the six aside version. Yeah. Um Chris, he's going for I think similar to my boy, a one three one it looks like. He's going for Paul Lambert to sit in front of the one defender. Um and he does say I one of the best players we've produced in our lifetime and I think about I in his role he was probably before Andy Robertson the closest we maybe had to a world-class player, maybe? Maybe not quite world-class, but no, he was I mean, certainly, I mean, in terms of European class, level, Europe, pretty Europe. high, which makes you not far off world-class when you think what he did. Everyone remember the role that he did on Zidane. Um, but he just, the way he transformed his career as well. But he he wasn't like, a holding player in Scotland. The thing is, I think... If we're, if we're putting him at European class, then I think a lot of the Rangers nine in the road team are probably European class. It's just that they didn't go abroad. Oh, I know. I think so, probably so a lot of people would say so a lot Stuart of McCall, players European class. Stuart McCall, for instance, we've already mentioned and all the rest of it. But yeah, I think I think if you're playing 1-3-1, which I would imagine would a Celtic-minded person would play at six or, six or six, um, like a good bit of attacking football and flamboyance, yeah, um, yeah, I would have no problem putting Paul Lambert there uh, if you're playing with one defender. Uh, it's two in front. Are uh, John Collins and Paul McStay? Uh, how they didn't win more trophies together at Celtic is crazy. Uh, not their fault. And a few players, both of them, and obviously Collins has been oh, mentioned a few uh, times. It's not crazy. It's because they just had a better team. Uh, I think he just means more so from the players' point of view. They were good, oh, good, really good players. They were good players, but not better than the players that were playing for Rangers at the time. And Chris yeah. needs to get over that. You, you're trying to you try to call out him. You try to get Chris back on the podcast. Get, get, get oh, no, we have another Brendan Rogers Neil Lennon argument that I'll just Wait. sit 
I think Jordan we just sat back for about half an hour. It could have been a, a separate podcast in itself that night. Two um, years later, it was resolved, and <laughs> Chris, Chris I did see open, that tweet. Openly I, admitted that uh, he was wrong in that instance. Yeah, I did see that tweet. Um, the other guys mentioned. I'm tr- I mean, I'm trying to see because one of my, my mate Stuart has sent me about twenty different players here. I think, and I'm trying to like decipher through everybody. Um, I actually think he's going for some kind of. Oh no, he's going to. Uh, I think he's maybe going to one two two. So yeah, Strachan, uh, Collins. So I think overall, there's quite a few with John Collins in their team. Yeah, I think Collins is the the kind of midfielder that seems. Collins to is in. Um, Barry Ferguson got a couple of votes, but he's no one. He's no one. I've, I've not told you about attacking midfielder yet. Oh, the attack! Well, you've already said it wasn't it, Barry Ferguson, so I know that much. Yeah, so yeah, it's not you're attacking midfield. I'm trying to guess who you might pick. What what era? What decade? Uh, between 2000 and 2010, I'd say. Probably, people might think he's a forward, but I've put him in attacking midfield role for my team. Some people might be like, okay, I wonder then whether maybe you've gone for McFadden. Yeah. Yes. You have to have a maestro, a kind of... Uh, you have to have a kind a of... Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, Maverick. That was the word I was looking for, not maestro. Maverick. Somebody who can beat a player a wee turn. Somebody who's got a bit of skill in him. Somebody who's going to use the boards. And again, like McAllister's going to pepper the goal. Yep. And my forwards then going to eat up all the rebounds. Yep. So. Aye. No, no doubt about it. Uh, with McFadden. I've got him in my team as well. And he can play, I mean, whatever, midfield or attack. But I think, the other I, guy that I've got in my team. But I think he's, I think for me, he's going to be a free kind of number 10 or whatever it is. Number whatever it is for a 6 I'm still just baffled you're getting proper positions for folk I mean uh, but if you you want to win anything then you've got to give people jobs you've got to give them you've got to have discipline I just want to see goals in this society I don't want to see a nil-nil draw but you've got McAllister and McFadden in midfield so you're going to see goals you're going to see stunning goals we'll get it we'll get get there Um, so I think probably not far off he might be a unanimous shout um, good John went for McFadden in the team. Um, Gallusness, which, yeah, Maverick, Gallusness, yep. Yeah. We all remember him going, was it Hong Kong or whatever it was? The, yeah, the, the red. The red was it maybe 18, 19, and clearly went away on the hunt. Yeah. That's why I think he was... Late for the plane. Yes, he went on the hunt. That's all I'll say. And actually, it rhymes with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, never even, I never even read that. Um, a wee bit of cockney. Callum, a bit younger, obviously, but again, he's going McFadden. He'd probably be one of the first players he would remember. Um, Grant, <laughs> um, I think, was going for McFadden as well. No, Grant hasn't, actually. Um, got him in his team. He's gone, which... He went for Naismith, like my boy did, actually, which, yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, Kenny Miller. In the team. Not as a midfielder, but run like a terrier goal scorer. Yeah, I, I think Kenny Miller would actually do all right in the 6 there. Like he's got a good pace about getting behind. Run the channels and all that. Well, yeah, he will always run, again, press, which yeah. I know is not what you're wanting to see at your team. 
Uh, oh, well, we'll see. Uh, I want I the want, uh, Samba style football here. I want, even though last week I did say I'm not a big fan of Brazil, if you think about such a side, you think beach football, you think about all the other skills with tennis balls and all that type of thing. We're not playing my tennis ball in this tournament, I don't think, anyway. Maybe play with the wee, remember the wee one you got, the wee Coca-Cola football for the, was it the 90 World 90 Cup? World Cup, yeah, Coca-Cola. Remember that, we'll play with that. Yeah, red, and, nice red white two. and green for the Italian Maybe flag. Maybe a wee size two. Yeah, they yeah. had that. Uh, who else? Uh, Gavin, uh, he went for McCoist. Goes just like a goal scorer. Just that, that, is the ball. that is my forward. Um, I'm no surprise you put McCoist. Uh, well, listen, there may be another Scottish player that's got the two golden boots in this era. Uh, Chris went for McCoy's as well again can't think of a better goal scorer in our time I, I just I just want movement I want all the movement about I, want, I don't want just a goal poacher I don't want a goal poacher no no listen listen that, <laughs> that is the myth McCoy's was much more than just a goal poacher but the thing is if you've got McAllister and McFadden you've got two people there that can play a, a, a through ball or hit a shot it's going to be saved it's going to hit off the wall it's going to go back to McCoy's and he's just going to tap it in. Yeah. Um, one person, he's one of our wife's mates from school. He must have only a couple of years older than me, so he must have. I'm trying what tournaments in he would have seen. But he went for Kenny Douglas, which if I'd seen him and I didn't, I didn't see him uh, for Scotland or in my life, I'd, I, I don't remember because again, he was at Liverpool. So you don't really see. English football getting played much, so he went for him. You couldn't argue with it. No. If you'd seen him, he'd definitely be in there. He went for Pat no, Evan, so he's he, he is, actually... he's broke your rule of putting a wide player in the Sits Aside team. Yeah, but I could see Pat Evan. Pat Evan was tricky, Pat... he was nimble. Uh, he's intelligent. I could potentially see it. He, I... he is intelligent, likes reading books. Let's talk about football intelligence. But yeah, yeah. The, I have actually seen one of these people that you've mentioned playing at Tony Glenn. One of the players that I, one of the people that I've mentioned um, was it Chris? You, you've just mentioned there. Uh, <laughs> so I have actually seen Chris at Tony Glenn. <laughs> I've not seen him playing football. Uh, Kenny Douglas. Aye. Yeah. Uh, my pal was playing some sort of parliamentary football team kind of thing, and Kenny was coaching them. Oh, Kenny! Kenny was just Kenny. Kenny. First terms, first name terms, and all sorts. I spoke to him. Uh, so basically, he then had a kind of seven aside or eleven aside, I can't remember, game. And the only thing I can remember was my, uh, my pal tackled him. So that's his claim to fame. to fame, oh, you can tell that one. Too. And another, another thing, so he was then watching the game. So he was watching, Kenny was, was watching the first half. And uh, a wee boy scored, right? Absolutely belted my goal it was as well, right? Kind of chipped it up, top bin volley, right? And he came running over and uh, he said to Kenny Douglish, he said, uh, oh, did you see that, Kenny? Oh, it's beautiful. And Kenny was talking to the press at the time, so he'd actually missed it. He's like, oh, no, sorry, son, I missed it, I missed it. And I just saw the wee boy face, just this young guy, just kind of <laughs> crumpled inside a wee bit. And I went... I just tried to help the situation and I went, aye, but Kenny, it's all about just putting it in the back of it. Is that all right? And he went, 
no, no, that's not right. It's about the actual technique and everything else. I was like, fucking try to give you a... Surely not. Surely he said, <laughs> maybe it's I, maybe it's not. But I try to help him out. <laughs> so then I turned around and just cheekily said, oh, well, you should have been watching then, shouldn't you? <laughs> and that was my, <laughs> my conversation with Kenny Douglas and Dunn. Um, so, McFadden's in the team. And McCoist. And McCoist. And we just need to decide on the last person, whether it's a defensive type person or midfield or whatever, or even maybe attacker, maybe we go one one three, who knows? Or McFadden will drop in sometimes in midfield, whatever. McCoist. I'm trying to see I'm trying so to see from the votes generally who maybe Is it McCall? Was it not you and I think only two of us had McCall. Um, which I don't know if that'd be enough. I think actually I don't think there was John many. Mc, three, John McGinn. It? No, he got did he get two votes as well. You only uh, mentioned again once for your son. Collins, we've got on the team already. Strachan was only mentioned by one person. Ferguson, did he get mentioned twice? Ferguson mentioned a couple of times. So in this, oh, I suppose maybe we've got we 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 should get a deciding vote. Well, we should I, but in terms of the subs, then, so Ferguson probably in as a sub. Aye, I put McCall on the team. McGinnon is a sub. We put, we reckon McCall have a good balance. Although, oh, yeah, although I would prefer a defender, I think more people voted for McCall than any other defenders. Aye. Um, so a six-a-side team would be Andy Gorman, Nets, that's all I'm saying. Tierney, McCall, Collins, McFadden, McCoist. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a good team I like. That it's would give good, us goals. It's a good team, but I wouldn't lose to my team. Well, some of them are in your team. Most of them are in my team, but the so added discipline three, of... I think 50%, is it no? No, four? Four out of six? Four, I've got four out of six. Ah, it's a fits here. Fits. I'm letting you off here. Um, and then we've got the likes of Ferguson, McGinn would be on the bench. Um, trying to else would maybe be on the bench. Was McStay mentioned a couple of times, I think he was. A lot of midfielders, basically, are getting mentioned here. Um, my last player that I had in was Elon Jess. Uh, he's in my Aberdeen team that I picked. Um, in, in terms of like versatile, you could be if you're talking about positions, you could, could be a ten, it could be a nine. You could interchange with McFadden. Yeah. Again, if you want to be breather, right drop back. Um, so uh, he was someone that was in there. I'm trying to think if there was any other players mentioned really that we need to give a wee shout out to. Well, Naismith would be on the bench. He yeah, mentioned a couple of times, yeah. which I think I is a good shout. Because um, Grant was the late one to the party in terms of getting a wee team, um, which is probably because it was only about an hour ago before the podcast that I started asking. Um, or, or John, good John might get us that. So I, we've got a squad of 10 players, that'll do. And you're allowed 12 back in the day, but we, we only need 10. Oh, you'd have Leighton and your subkeeper as well. Oh, we subkeeper, I. Robbie Winters, maybe. Robbie Winters could be a subkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, I uh, that was good. We've got a good Scotland team there. Um, and, yeah, we'll give shout-outs then to the ones for clubs. We might not cover this as much detail because if before, we do... Before we go to clubs, can I give you my rest of the world in terms of players that I've seen playing against Scotland? Yes, you can. Yes. Just before we leave Scotland. So, these are players that I'd seen against Scotland. Um, so in goals, I've got Julio Cesar in Brazil. 
okay the Inter Milan. Yep. Yep. It was yep. very good with the ball at his feet, so he could probably set up some chances from inside his own goal line. Yeah. Uh, two defenders again. Paolo Baldini. Will Royce. Yeah. And Marcel Desai, who could play in midfield as well. Oof. So it was a powerhouse. To be uh, honest, right, if you've got A to clean sheets, you're not considering any. Then midfield, Edgar Davids. Oh, yes. And Kevin De Bruyne. Is it Davids with the glasses or before the glasses? Oh, no, with the glasses. Good, good. Aye, yep. You, I mean, you have to have the glasses on. Uh, aye, De Bruyne. Aye. And then Roberto Baggio up front. Who played against, so I've seen Scotland versus Italy. It was the qualifiers for the World Cup. The Andy McLaren game. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yep. he, uh, um So Maldini and Baggio with a kind of standout brazy as well. Yes. Uh, so. Aye, no, aye, that's, I like that team. Um, it's probably beating the Scotland team, isn't it, really? Aye. Although, that's interestingly that. enough, uh, so the two, the, the two Italians and Davids didn't actually beat Scotland the times that I saw them. Scotland yeah. won the playoff at Hamden and then got lost. Well, probably just that. having De Bruyne in that team gives a higher score <laughs> off from the times that Belgium have puffed us. Exactly. I decide and Julio says that both played in games that they won. So. Aye. No, I like that. The one player I, I'm not going to give a team because I don't, you, you snuck this up on me, but a guy I always <laughs> liked um, and he wasn't ever the best player in the team, but a bit maybe like McFadden bit of a maverick, Christoph Dugary. Oh, yeah. I remember watching Scotland against France. His movement was just terrific. He looked lazy, but he yeah, just but was clever. A bit like Thomas Muller. The, the other player I had for the attack midfield role, I, and then I went with De Bruyne, was Jokaev. Wow. The, the French team as well. Just yep. kind of shadow, just darting into perfect areas. Does that mean you never seen Zidane? No, he wasn't played. I, I, I've seen Zidane for Real Madrid, but not against Scotland. I told him against Scotland, aye. Uh, I think, aye. No, aye, I like that team. Like that. Um, so, aye, if we go for club teams, we've uh, got a couple of Morton ones, we've got a couple of Rangers ones, a couple right. of Celtic ones, a couple of Aberdeen, three Aberdeen ones. Um, maybe start quickly with Morton, um, just, just because. Yeah, I, um, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be much uh, use at the bottom kind of old school. Because um, I feel if, if folk have having the decency to to respond, then we go. And I did ask for them. For them, I was hoping we'd get what? a similar one as well for a wee rival match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Morton, so, Warren Hawk is Warren Hawk in that team. No, no. That, so this is my mate again. Who's he's like eighties era, um, maybe nineties. And he's so he's got David Wiley in goals. Struggle with the back pass rule, but only keeper I felt safe with it more in the last twenty five years. Uh, John Anderson, versatile. Did player. they say? Did, did they say struggled with the pass back rule? Yes. Ah, well, that's fine because he's no really need to worry about that now. Aye. Um, John Anderson, versatile player, could play midfield. Chipped in with a few goals. I see brilliant at sits aside. Um, Lindbergh, the Finnish boy. He's got the yeah. two Finnish boys in actually. Lindbergh, he just says basically best modern player the last thirty years at least. 
Rolls Royce for a player, love him. Fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. If, you're, if you're a Rolls Royce for a player, then six is perfect. I think it's important as well, like if you, you love a player, and he, he says love him, it's not like he loves a player, he actually loves him. I have recalled telling foot, footballers face-to-face after a few drinks that I love him. You know, you've got to be in your, your team. Um, Rajamaki, flyer, skill, goals, long blonde hair, had it all. So, right. And uh, Derek McInnes, a fair player, until he was made captain, then he was immense. So fair as in fair as in decent. Yeah. And then as a captain, immense leader. Like having two players in the pitch, great passer, great tackler, great leadership. If we had held on to him in 95, we'd have got promotion. And then up front, Derek Lally, fast. And when he was a player through and goal, he was going yeah. to score. So yeah. decent team there. The other person who has got a team is Callum, obviously from CFB. He's a Morton fan. Um, I'm trying to now find it. I think he did have a team. Oh, he sent me it somewhere separate. Um, so, his team is Coyle, Wellerston, uh, Bachelor, Jenkins, Templeman, Lolly. I probably know more about Martin back then than now because, because they were like in the top flight sometimes. Or just you knew more about football back in the mid nineties. Yeah, I think I just knew more about football. Than I remember Lily uh, and obviously McInnes. Uh, I thought Brian Reed. Remember Brian Reed Brian, was there. Brian, I think McInnes um, wasn't utilised enough. He just I think injury played a part when he first joined, but um, very smart player and tidy as well, which is probably yeah. a good thing for uh, six or sides. I definitely. So, in total, we've got three Rangers teams because obviously you picked one yourself and I've got two others. Uh, goals, you going for a goal? Am I taking it again? No, I've not picked anybody that I picked in my Scotland team. Oh, right, okay, right. So, I've, I've gone for Kloss. Kloss, yeah, so that was one yeah. I mentioned earlier. Obviously, it could be an alternative. Um, Just, yeah, he, he was kind of European class. Um Won the Champions League with Dortmund, uh, and I, after Gorham, it took somebody quite substantial, uh, not just physically wise, to kind of replace Gorham in, in, in between the sticks. And Klaus was the, the main man that did that. And it's not often that Scottish team has managed to sign Champions League winners. Yeah, that shows you his pedigree. Um, who else got in your team? Two defenders. Two, well, no surprise at that. So it's the exact same formation. David Ferson. <laughs> David Ferson and John Brown did not make the, the final cut. Did make the cut. Uh, Alan McLaren. Okay, aye, yep. Um, good bit of pace. Always kind of clearing the tackle. Um, just really unfortunate with injuries. Uh, but very, I thought it was a, a, I think without injuries, he would have probably become a, a legend uh, centre-back for Rangers. Yeah, just, just thinking back, though, to like the, the Baggio game, do you think he deceived Baggio by just the fact that he looked knackered after 30 seconds? Yeah. And Baggio uh, thought, I've got this. Yeah, exactly. He worries, I'll get by him every time. Uh, and he just couldn't. You know, I mean, it was, it was, that was just probably his finest performance in a Scotland strip. Yeah. Um, but he, he, I remember seeing him at Rangers and just thinking he was a class, a class act. Yeah, uh, very good. Other defender would be Arthur Newman. Yep, yeah. So good engine. He's got a bit of a shot on him. Very intelligent again. 
He's Dutch. Yeah. He can play football. Yeah, he can play like football. They all play football, football. for Dutch. Um, and I saw him drop his phone in a, a urinal, so I've always got that to, 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 to have as well. An important, so he an is, important quality he is good, in a six-a-side team, aye. He is good banter in the pub, so um, he, he doesn't mind a drink. Um, midfield, Alberts. Alberts, aye. He'll... No one else will grab touch. He'll <laughs> just be hitting shots all the time. <laughs> so he's just going to score from anywhere. You need a goal any point of the game. Give the ball to Alberts and just let him hit it. Yep. Um, attacking mid, Paul Gascoigne. It was between yeah. Gascoigne and Loudrop. And I just think for close control, running at players, beating players in kind of tight areas, but leading into the actual centre of the pitch, uh, Gascoigne edges it. Um, yep. I, prefer, yep. I prefer, and I live on the side, I'd pick Loudrop um, as my kind of best creative player, but um, Gaza in a 6 a side game would just, again, you just give him the ball and let him do what he wants. Um, and then up front, Dado Purso. Oh, Purso, aye, yeah. So, so you'd have him battling, He and he would just hold on to the ball, pass it back to Alberts, or Nick it off the gas coin and you're getting goals from midfield all day long. So. Aye. Aye, good team. Um, so, Dean, Rangers fan, his team, Gorham, best ever Rangers keeper. Yeah. Uh, Goff, man mounting in the back. He's got Barry Ferguson. He says, just unbelievable in his prime, dictated game after game in the middle of the park. Um, Gaza, Bob Glass, Lildrup, pace and skill, McCoyst. Yeah, that's six players. One, two, three. Yep. So yeah, I good team there. That's all, um, top six players, eh? And I, he asked me, he says, I said to him, I said, oh, I someone else has come up with Rangers team. He says, oh, tell me who it is. I said, I, well, you'll hear it on the podcast. But I reckon this team is better than his. It's maybe a match for your team. I like it. It's a wee bit different. Um, apart from Gold, he's got Gorham again, which is fine. He's got Newman, like you. Yeah. Uh, he's got Gaza, like you. Uh, he's put Loudrop in though he's got Loudrop in Van Bronckhorst yep I can see that he'd be a top six a high player I think I think yeah I think you know again Dutch classy left foot very intelligent you know for somebody to play as well as he did at central midfield but then understand that the best way he was going to get to play with the creme de la creme was at left back and then seamlessly do it shows yep. how intelligent and how hard working he was. So, I, yeah. Possibly maybe one of the first ones you would think that did that, did the whole midfield to full back then. Because obviously you get Philip Lam at Germany, but it's a more common thing now, I think, for midfielders because they, they've got decent stamina. Right, let's convert them to full back. Oh, they go the other way and you've got Fabinho who goes in from full back to central mid. Aye, to centre back as well. He can yeah, play a few yeah, to back now, um, yeah. And the last one he's going for, which I I can see why he's done it, Claudio Creja. Yeah, pace. He's got he's pace can be a I'd like to see that. Um, I like his team. He's got Michael Moles as a sub. Yeah, uh, Moles at his prime was fantastic and probably would be an ideal um Six aside player because that wee jinky turn that he did um, would just fool everybody every single time. Yep. Um, Loudrop, I absolutely adore Brian Loudrop, but as I say, just that kind of um, environment. I don't oh, know. It's just. I think I, with that team, though, you'd struggle to get the ball off them. 
because as he's given his reasons for the team, it said pretty much all the same. Close quarter ability, ability to score, on the ball and off the ball positional awareness. So, uh, aye. It's, it's possibly when they don't have the ball, who's going to win it back? I think he's just thinking they'll, they'll not, not have the ball. <laughs> well, that's the thing that she's going can't, for. They can't score and then have the ball as soon as they score the goal, that's the thing. Uh, can he, just, can he just appear in the arsehole? He'll get the ball early doors off the defenders, I think. Uh, but if they bypass Kirija, who's winning it in midfield? They'll be fine, they'll be fine. <laughs> if I'm broke, cost, I suppose, might get it. Um, so, Guys will pick someday. We've got a couple of Celtic teams. Um, so, first of all, we have Callum with his Celtic team, and then we'll compare it to Chrissy. So, his Celtic team, uh, Boric, for extravagant nature, and a Chris, I'm pretty sure went for Boric as well. Yeah, top goalkeeper and daft Polish something. Um, so I Boric, I think you can see him sits aside. The only thing is, he might end up wanting to end up coming out and playing in midfield or hitting free kicks or something like that or doing something daft. Yeah, thinking who I'd have as a Celtic goalkeeper it probably would be Boric. I think so. Or Dimitri Karin, because if you remember Tenant Sitzes, everyone, the goalies played in the joggers. Right, yeah. is known for it. So he's he's saved himself from the carpet burns. That's true. Yep. Um, Callum's going for Matt Namara, which you can understand for discipline. Um, but again, I suppose someone that's played fullback, centre back, midfield. So yeah, he'd be he'd be good yeah, in there. It's good good engine on him. Um, Chris is going for Van Dyke, which yeah, at the back, solid defender, decent strike on him. Again, you would say hundred yeah, percent player. Yeah. Ideal. Um, Another one you would describe as a Rolls Royce so that automatically gets you in a sixty-eight team. Like. Aye, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's going for Lambert again in midfield, um, and the two in front are definitely sets aside players. Um, if there was one player, particularly for Celtic, I think it would be ideally suited for sets aside. Luba Moravchik, two-footed. Again, a type of guy you'd struggle getting the ball off. Um, Rodgers, again, they can do things that other players don't only dream of. And maybe it'd be all right when it's like the shorter game. Rodgers, he doesn't need to worry about lasting 90 minutes. It's just like 20 minutes or something like that. I think uh, I would probably have somebody like Andreas Tom beside Maravchik. Somebody that's technically good, good strike on him and another kind of left footer. And then... He's got that at the back as well. He's got Van Dyke, so... He's... And then he's got Larson. Pretty hard to argue that since his eight team. Larson, yeah, Larson every day of the week. Um, I, I couldn't even think of where it comes close to Henrik Larson for yeah. Celtic in that kind of position. Um, Chris was kind enough to give us a bench. He gave us a bench actually for Scotland and for uh, uh, Celtic. So his bench for Celtic, Fraser Foster, Paul Elliott. Yep, Paul Elliott was class again. Another guy that get uh, hit by injuries pretty badly. Petrov. Uh, Nakamura I don't know if it's going to be like special teams where you just put on him for if you got a set piece get Nakamura on uh, and Mr. Dembele um, Takani would be worth the entertainment value Takani would be yeah he would be definitely um, but again maybe sits aside you want to keep all men in the park maybe not <laughs> I don't know I don't, he'd be on the bench with some pizza and then just flying into the referee and all sorts uh, he'd want to play for Lazio in the second half though um, so Callum, go back to Callum, he had Petrov for his energy, Maravchik for his skill, and he put Larson and Sutton for the partnership. Now, Sutton's a good one because Sutton could play centre-back, he could play centre-mid, 
he can play up top. So actually, I shout. It wasn't very, very good at any of them, but so. <laughs> You're trying to get. Uh, no, the, the, the thing. The, the I, biggest, like Sutton. I thought Sutton was a great player. The so. biggest compliment I can say for Chris Sutton is he's the type of player who you hated if he played against your team and you'd love if he played for your team. Ah, he's definitely. Um, very much a handful. His partnership with Arsenal is first class. I don't know if I would need him in my six or side team. That's the only thing. Yeah. He adapted as well, because obviously when they signed Hearts and he had to play elsewhere and he was playing centre-back at times, cent- he was playing midfield. Well, he, started, he, started off, he started off at Norwich. Uh, he, he would play either side of the pitch. But it was more uh, interesting to see him playing at centre mid a few times at uh, yeah. Celtic. Um, but nah, he wouldn't make my six aside Celtic team. And so that covers that. Um, Aberdeen. So my mate Kenny, he is. Well, oh, and he, Kenny can, remembers the tenants that he's in terms right. of going. He went to the last tournament that party has a one. So can I name my Aberdeen team first? Because I'm not an Aberdeen fan. So see if I get anybody. Ah, you can go for it, aye. Right, so you know that I'm not a huge Jim Leighton fan, so he's on my team. Uh, I've gone for Joe Lewis, I think he's the best Aberdeen goalkeeper that I can remember at Aberdeen. Okay, yep. Uh, Alex McLeish. Okay. Uh, Russell Anderson. Okay. Jim Bett. Okay. Ian Jess. Okay. And Duncan Shearer. Right, okay. Um, so I go back to I so Kenny um, I remember going la- the last one that he went to and he he, he was like I I'm not getting involved with us folks started doing this the whole Mexican wave thing he's like nah nah ten minutes in he was doing the Mexican wave just like everyone else he joined in um, it was sponsored by tenants and they probably had about five cans in them I think he was only maybe ten at the time so oh, it would have so just been a shandy three cans just been a shandy but, uh, so his team, yeah, he went for Joe Lewis, big keeper to fill the goal, decent with the ball at his feet. Um, yep. He's gone for McKimmy and Shinny, um, tackling, ball-playing defenders. Jim Bett, simple, best all-in midfielder in my time. Paul Mason and Ian Jess, both skillful and good finishers. And then he's got back up in the bench with Bobby Connor, friend of the podcast. I uh, should just mention that. Um, Brian Grant. And Scott Booth. Yep, that's it. Um, going for a younger team, so a team from Malad. He's going for Joe Lewis, um, good shot stopper, shinny, versatile leader, warrior. Should be ideal for such a side. Um, Kenny McLean. He's going for Kenny McLean to control the game, which I suppose I mean that's such a side setting. Do you have that? But I can maybe. I maybe. No, you can't have that. As, as long as they can dictate with their passes going forward, they, they, you'd, you'd have to have a bit of that in it. Uh, he's got a good dig anyway. Um, it would be good for a party afterwards. I've let him off for this one. I did say, like, oh, I'm not, it was a lone player. You're going for James Madison, which I... He, Madison's would be great for entertainment value and, and such a side. He'd be just giving nutmegs all the time and all sorts. I'll, I'll give him it. He's only young. Uh, I, think, I think it counts. It's obviously... You know, it's it's one of those, you know, if you watch the kind of legends format of the the tournament that you would have, these kind of ringers almost. Something that played played for the club once as a school kid or something. So yeah. to have somebody who was on loan and who did a significant couple of 
things where he was on loan makes sense. Um, he's going for Niall McGinn, um, set pieces, bit of pace back in the day, and then likes to take a player on. And then he's just going for a poacher. He's going Adam Rudy. He's going, I'm just getting a guy that's just going to score my goals. Um, which is fair enough. In terms of my, oh, he, and I, my team. So, Jess is in it. Shinny's in it. Um, zero. Zero Alley. Zero yeah, Alley. I don't think um, it was Zero Alley. Is that kind of maverick? Would be ideal. Uh, Hayes is ideally suited for. So it's just like great stamina, up and down all day. Great dig on him as well. Yeah, good effort. Um, keeper, I was slightly torn between Lewis and Leighton, but I, if I'm thinking if the pass back rules in play, then I cut. I can't be Leighton, so go with Joe as well. And yeah, Paul Mason would be my guy as well. I remember Paul Mason was very good. Um, maybe kind of quite underrated probably a guy that more Aberdeen fans would remember than fans of maybe other clubs but yeah he was good plus played a bit in Holland as well so ideally suited for for such a side so yeah Jim Bett played in Belgium when Belgium had a good league he did Um, I I don't remember as much again he's probably Bett's one that's probably again someone I don't remember as much of I just remember more than anything else, you know, the 90-91 season, you ran, ran Rangers close, and he was probably the sta- one of the standout players that I remember from that yeah. time. So, yeah. always, seemed, always seemed smart on the ball, had a good engine, I think, box to box and stuff. So, yeah, that's why I put yeah. him in mind. Um, so, I think from that, that was all the teams that covered. I don't think there's been any light entrance from any other other fans of clubs or anything like that, but I think we've we've got some good sets of side teams here, I think we're, we've got the bases of a tournament. Some of them might be a fair age now, but eh, it'd be all right, I think. Yeah, I, I think a lot of yeah, and it's interesting to see why people have picked certain yeah. players and you know it's a few disagreements uh, from me and you. It's always interesting, it's always good to have a wee bit of a debate. Ah, um, we always we always it's always a disagreement with a smile. Oh no, exactly. That's it, and it makes it uh, interesting to kind of, you know, see that I'm right and you're wrong. Um, And <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I think it very much goes down to our natures. Where did you start following Aberdeen? It would have been uh, '86. So '86 was my year. So I've got my my Scotland '86 top on, and then yeah, '86 Cup final. But so that's Obviously, when you're that age, I would only been about like kind of seven or eight. So, in terms of seeing many games, didn't see many because I didn't have anyone that in my family was Aberdeen fan. So, in terms of actually going to games, you so essentially, really as, as an Aberdeen fan, you weren't part of the glory times. Unfortunately, not. No, it's what oh. big regret. Like when I heard who was it before in the podcast recently, and they remember times of their team. Like for example, Daniel, much as Middlesbrough get didn't get to win. European final got to see them in a European final um, which you would think will never happen again so I always, get to a cup final so I always look at it that you didn't see that right so that's why you're a wee bit probably more interested in the kind of flamboyant kind of runners up team oh do you know what I mean oh 
Crassy, look at Crassy's teams. And that, that, that's the kind of Celtic way. Do you know what I mean? It has to be more attack minded than anything else. It's all about kind of like flair and everything else. Whereas Benz is about discipline and actually winning competitions and winning tournaments. I that's a um, I know. I mean, like if I was thinking, if you were going back, taking a few years, then I'd probably, there'd definitely be other players within my team. Obviously, but I can only go with what I've seen. No, but that's um, what I mean. It's what so, it's what it's. But that's what paints your pictures. I grew up. It was a joke you made earlier, but I grew up with Walter Smith as the manager at Rangers, so it probably has made that impression. Where for me, it is a kind of discipline. Winning means more than winning with style. Yeah, pragmatic. Uh, it was it was funny enough because I was watching the the build up to the Arsenal Newcastle game, and Carragher and Neville were talking about Newcastle and their different managers and different things like that and arguing as they do. But again, you know they got in well. Yeah, and they were talking about the whole thing. So Carragher was bringing out all these stats about XG and all that average goals here, there chances created and all that type of thing, and then Neville came out and went, well. Okay, Benitez, you're saying about this, that, and the other, and he showed it. Steve Bruce actually, at this point in the season, is better points tally than what Benitez ever had with Newcastle. And same, I think last year as well. Like under the last few years, it was Bruce to get the, the better points tally. But Carragher's obviously got his thing with Benitez being linked with Liverpool. Neville's obviously got his wee thing with Bruce who played him. Um, but yeah. points win games. It doesn't even matter how it's done. And, if we were to do this again and maybe do different things, I mean, Italian football, that was my first foreign league that I liked outside of Scotland. And it was back in the day whereby it was brutal. It was tough to score goals. The thing, if we, if we go back to, if you go back to the, game, the Newcastle thing, it is funny that people bring up that, you know, points per game, Newcastle are better off under Bruce and stuff. But, they're not getting anywhere. To, I mean, it's not. They're still not getting beyond mid-table. Aye. And so, for a Newcastle fan, they prefer to be maybe a couple of points worse off. But the reason for that is because they've been a bit more gung ho. They've been a bit more flamboyant, and they probably saw that more under Benitez than they do under Bruce. They probably think, given a few more years, Benitez and a good bit of money, Benitez would actually get them further along the line um, and yeah. I, think, I think Newcastle and Celtic are quite similar in that aspect um, and maybe even Liverpool as well um, and always kind of throw in the, the kind of, you know, if you look at Rangers and Celtic, I easily identify them as being Rangers, Real Madrid and Celtic Barcelona whereas for Rangers and Real Madrid it's a case of Win at all costs. Rangers yeah, so wins. you've got a situation Real Madrid are the Kings team and Rangers are the Queen's team. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> yeah, do indeed. And then but, Celtic and Barcelona are all about the charity. Well, it's, it's more about um, the, sense of, the sense of football um, and that Rangers don't really mind winning if it's like for instance when they played Barcelona and it was anti-football at the time as a Rangers supporter it did not bother being the slightest Rangers got a point against Barcelona that's all that mattered Aye, Whereas, definitely 
Celtic are more like, dare I say it, uh, the Brendan Rodgers way of thinking, where he played the Champions League and didn't actually deviate from his philosophy. So yeah. he did win certain points that maybe he could have if he'd have been a bit more pragmatic. But they liked that way of just going gung-ho and going toe-to-toe with these teams and playing them at their own game. It's like the whole football hipsters thing, isn't it? It's like, we'll remember all these great teams, but the great teams that you remember, the greatest teams are the ones that win things. Not necessarily. You remember the other ones, like the odd ones that don't win, but it is. So the only reason that I say that isn't just to be contrary to to what you're saying. I've just read the the Danish Dynamite, which I recommend to any listener. And And it mentions that, that that team is remembered more fondly in Denmark than the 92 team because they played with so much panache, they had so many world-class players, they really could have, you know, won France in 1984, they could have won, they were generally one of the favourites for the 86 World Cup in terms of a European team at that tournament and they ended up losing 4 or 5-1 to Spain just because of that nature, they continued to go forward. They didn't just sit in a lead, they continued to go forward. Um, and it's the same with the Dutch teams. Everybody remembers the total football of the Dutch teams, but they never actually won anything. They do remember them, but there's always the thing brought out to as like, they never won anything. They were yeah, regarded that, as one of the greatest exactly. teams. Exactly, that will, come, that will come into it. It's not uh, like me with my sits aside team. I'm going out all out to play all this great attacking football. I end up losing some games 6-5 but our games were large but they smashed teams 7 it's now. but it's a case of I would get finally get Scotland out of a group uh, with my team and you would lose 6-5 win 7-1 and then lose 10-4 or something would be fine but if, if everyone would talk about my team you're saying they'd be like oh that was the greatest football I've ever seen played uh, uh, well, I, I don't total know if it, total it, football it, I'm not, I'm not sure if they'd ever say that about a Scottish team, not not just yours, but any Scottish team. But uh, but yeah, the, 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 that is a possibility. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. I think sometimes the nuance that people forget with football is that people watch football for totally different reasons. Like there's not a reason why I watch football is going to be the exact same reason that somebody down south is going to watch football, or somebody in Japan, or somebody in Brazil. Yep. Or anything like that, and it's it's a case of certain teams or certain fans of certain teams like that, and that's why they support that team because they like that way of that, that style that they grew up watching, and it yep. kind of evolves with them. And in, in, in total contrast and flip side to both what we've been saying the last five minutes, we had a wee conversation after the podcast last week, and you were talking about how much you loved Ronaldo and all that type of thing, and obviously Brazil. Whatever team Brazil was going generally, maybe up until before the last 10 years, because they're a bit more pragmatic and maybe European in style now, were always regarded as the greatest footballers, flamboyant and all that type of thing. But I was always like, oh, my thing was Argentina, I was more into them, and they were a bit more rugged and they'll just take you, like, no prisoners kind of thing. Um, So I I appreciate, we both, both of us appreciate different types of football. and I think I think with Brazil they had to win the World Cup in '94 for being a wee bit more pragmatic. Um, 
But as you say, that is what they're known for is more the flair. It's like one of the best teams in Brazil history is the 82 World Cup team. Yep. And they never won it. They got put out in the second round. So that is sometimes the way football is. Um, but they are very fondly remembered, especially in Brazil. Um, Argentina, people remember the 86 team, but can't really tell you many players other than Maradona. Unless you're there will be people that obviously can, don't, uh, don't yeah. get me wrong, but but generally speaking, they remember the kind of England performances of Maradona. Um, yeah. I think the one team probably that manages to to get it nailed all round quite often is Germany. In, in terms of international football, um, but in terms of club football, probably Pep Guardiola's Barcelona. Um, which was meticulous, but with absolute genius. Um, it was fresh as well. It was fresh. It was like a, a defining era, wasn't it? You look yeah, at Saraki from the, the Milan team, defining Michelle's, blah, blah, blah. Guardiola will be someone that 50 years' time, folk will still be talking about Guardiola's Barcelona team, probably. But that all stems from Cruyff joining rejoining the club as manager back in the 90s, early 90s. Um, and it was through fostering those beliefs that then Guadalupe came in and really took them on to next level, probably the best football club I ever saw, but I didn't actually appreciate because I found they were too good. I like to have, in football, I like to not know 100% who's going to win. And at times during that, you're a parade just fan in nine in a row. What are you talking and, about? And, <laughs> and, and by and by the end of nine by the end of nine in a row, when ten, when, when Rangers didn't get ten in a row, I wasn't overly bothered. I liked the the idea that now you have to win it back. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the whole Barcelona thing. Yeah, great team, but at times frustrating to watch I think if you're watching the TV more so because you would just see them keeping the ball keeping the ball keeping the ball yeah, and, you, and it, almost tire, it almost tires you out watching it on the TV so you, you think about what the players that are playing against they must feel they must be like right, when, they know it's coming it's coming at some point exactly. that switch there's a switch that comes and it's like go and you're like you, oh fuck you know, you know exactly oh, what's going to what's going to happen but there is absolutely nothing you can do about it and that just has to be the most frustrating thing uh, but I know people who just loved that football and I can see why I, I, aesthetically it, it was amazing and the players were absolutely fantastic um, but I just you know I like the kind of Rangers anti-football I was always if you if because, you know, you then have Messi that came out and said, you know, classed it as anti-football and moaned about it. And I'm like, well, that's football. Aye, it's know, up to, it's if, up to that team you, to work out how to beat anti-football and well, exactly. all these if different you, types of things. If you, if you are as good as you say you are or you think you are, then you're going to find a way of yep. of doing it. Um, and talking about anti-football, should we maybe talk about Neil Lennon? Is that anti-football or uncle football or...? I think he was just anti the world today. Crazy uncle. Conference. Crazy <laughs> uncle. I only caught a bit of it. Um, aye. Yeah. 
on a on a side note, uh, there are sometimes slight concerns, obviously, about Lyon because of previous mental health issues he has had. So you, that side of things, I do kind of worry, but maybe he's not helping himself just now. I think he's getting a bit carried away. Maybe the pressure's just getting to him and everything like that. Because I, I think, it was. I think it's 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 almost as if he's just as as I said on Twitter today. This is his Kevin Keegan moment for me. This is where it's just cracked, um, yeah. and it just made no sense for Celtic to apologise last week via their uh, chief exec um, poorly. I think, but they still did it. And for him to just to roll back on that a couple of days later um, just made no sense. And he's kind of went down the whole conspiracy theorists, um, almost as if he was um, one of these anti-maskers. Um, it was just astonishing. Yeah. I think I thought, what was it, the, the whole thing was like to come out and say, I, everyone's negative, apart from two positive, which is remarkable. And you're kind of like, that's it's no... Yeah, and but yeah, I do like know like it. Maybe he just needs to take a break from football. That, that's the kind of feeling I get. Maybe an I, as you say, it's maybe a bit of final Kevin Keegan moment, trying to get some kind of reaction somehow. Even if it's the players, he's he's now defending the players or defending everything because he did kind of shoot. Not uh, I'm trying to shoot him in the back early in the season when he was like saying about players went away and all that. Regardless of players went away or not. You just defend your players. You don't say anything in, in public. It, it, um, it's just that side of things that just didn't work out. So just it's just bizarre, and I don't know what you know. Surely the, the press people, right, press office and stuff, talk to him about what he's going to say before he goes. How they're going to play this well, out? Because uh, you know the way he talked was that he runs the whole ship, and that he decided and signed off on the trip to Dubai. Which I'm sorry that a PLC. It's Celtic's, the club at Celtic size that doesn't stop with him. So, and that's why Lawwell apologised for it. Um, it just made no sense. And he then brought up uh, was it Margaret Ferrier, the Rutherglen uh, MP? Okay, yeah. Uh, and you're like, you do, you feel like saying to him, you do realise that people are calling for her to leave her job quite vehemently. It's that she's hanging on for their life. You know, Nicola Sturgeon. The SNP people weren't rid of her. Our constituents weren't rid of her. It's actually a wee bit like learning situation with the fans. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, you're actually bringing up a, a relevant topic where she's been arrogant and everybody's kind of called her out on it. And you're trying to, as if that nobody, and he mentions it as if nobody's said that. Everybody yeah. has gone against her. I, I, it's, it, just from the top, it's been a PR disaster from start to finish. And... It is probably going to end in him being out of a job soon. I think the, the fact the media are kind of speculating on him more and more. I thought there will be uh, wee bits of information I would think getting fired out. By all accounts, he talked to most people, I think by the end of this week, he, he won't be there anymore. I think someone else in. Up until today, I thought he would get to the end of the season. I thought they'll maybe sound people out as they should. Um, that's how I would expect my club to be run. But now I'm thinking after today, if they get a bad result in the next couple of weeks, then I can't see him staying. 
and and maybe yeah. it's better better for him to 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 be perfectly honest. Aye, um, as you say, I think he might need a rest. Yeah. Um, aside from that, well, no, maybe not going to talk about the other stuff in terms of football. Does the Betfred Cup semi-finals? Who do you think will get through? Who's your, what's your final? So, I think Hibs will beat St Johnston, and then I can't really go against Livingston with the form that they're in. So I think it might be an East Coast kind of affair. I think Livy Hibs. Aye, I think Hibs have made some clever signings with Jackson up in Carden. Yeah. Um, not sure if they can play in the semi. I don't see why not. Um, but yeah, I would probably go same as yourself, Hibs and Lovey. Lovey to win it. By the way, if if they continue with this form and they continue to just thrive under Martindale, then yeah, I don't see any reason why they can't. Um, he seems to have the Midas touch just now. Aye, and yeah, I. I think we'll just wrap it because everyone else is talking about what's going on elsewhere. So we've gone for the nostalgia, enjoyed it. Probably one of my favourites this season, I would say. I think we've, what we've spoke about the two most relevant things that are happening, I think. Um, one other thing I would like to say is well done to the Kilmarnock fans uh, yes. for raising, raising the money for their, their fine. So I think the, the most relevant things in Scottish football, in my eyes anyway, is Celtic New learning stuff, the Betfred Cup final, which I'm glad doesn't get any Glasgow um, representatives, uh, just to kind of freshen things up, um, and the Kilmarnock fans. So, yep, and spot on. Just like to say that my six aside team is probably the best one that we've heard tonight from a Scotland. And which one? The Scotland one or the Rangers one? Well, probably all of them, but no, the Rangers all one maybe not not as much. Um, because I, I I went against Gorham and McCoyst um, because I picked them, but definitely the Scotland one. Aye, we'll see, we'll see. The, I think but I the think campaign my, starts now. I it's not going to be the tenant though. It's going to be a different kind of sitsies. I don't know who we're going to get to sponsor it. Oh, but I didn't know that because my team's quite settled on tenants because Gorham we know liked a bit of a boozer. Colin Hendry's to these issues. Guillotine uh, likes a bit, of, surely a bit of booze in his Tesco bag. Maybe Mad Dog. McFadden with the Hong Kong trip. Uh, and McCoyst like this valley as well. So yeah. I think Gary McAllister's the only one. But then did he not have a punch up recently in the night out? So maybe he had a, Aye, but we, we, a tenant's in him. Modern times, we need to go for maybe like something eco, like an eco sponsor or something like that, you know, save the environment. So, an eco, I said an eco, and I was like, well, it's some sort of, <laughs> kind of men and women's product. Uh, Plus, we can't get to the pubs. So, right, okay, is this going to so be for, our, is this going to be our, like, in? This is our in to get a wee drink or a, a about a wee football so, tournament. So, if. Hip flasks. Then, so, if we're going eco, uh, the Greta Thunberg Cup, are we going that kind of. Just dedicate it like the olden days without a sponsor. Just have Greta there getting out the trophy, or maybe be... get swamp, maybe get, or maybe swampy and him back spotty <laughs> you, before he even finished. Then swamp because he's like about from that era, so get swampy in uh, presenting the trophy. And we're all sorted. I wonder what swampy's up to these days. If you, anyone knows, 
Have you, ever, have you ever been on the Terence tour? I've not actually. The I've factory. been on the, the West Brewery tour, which was good. So, the only reason I say that is because the style they had these cans that were maybe not as much as a litre, but they were huge, and you could use that as your trophy. Right, okay. It's one of these oh, retro, I, yeah. huge cups. I got one of the beer machines for Christmas. Right, nice. keg, so maybe something like that, which I believe um, a lot of beer companies are bringing out. Menabre, if they want to give me one, they can supply me one. That's fine. So just. Why are they doing the two liter ones? Or sit, my mate, my mate for his fortieth got a six liter machine. It's like aye, right. but um, which I think they've got kind of some different beers, but it's more popular now. There'll be more on the go, so aye, um, it's it's all good. Anyway, but aye. Pleasure as always, Scott. It's good. And I enjoyed it. We shall see what we can come up, can come up with next week. That's without a drink. <laughs> uh, if anyone's got any ideas for nostalgia stuff or anything, something a bit different, just tweet us at SFF Podcast. We are on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. I think that folks still check it. Uh, Scottish football forums. You'll find us on there. Get in touch. Cheers. <laughs>